pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need TrendVision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to TrendVision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, Japan looks to China, Romans look at the garbage, and Biden looks to escape his past. Gerald, <laughs> let's get rolling. What happened in the markets? Well, over there in Asia, Nikkei down, Shanghai down, Hang Seng up. The markets are mixed. In Europe, mixed in the States. <clears throat> Oil's up a bit. Gold's down a bit. And Bitcoin keeps bouncing, bouncing up, bouncing down, but it's still over that $13,000 a coin. Mm. So if you invested in that one a long time ago, you made a lot of profit. S&P 500 falls for the fourth straight day. And you know why? Uh, the trade wars are off. <laughs> no, trade wars have to be on <laughs> for it to go down. No, because they're getting ready for the U.S. trying to trade talks at the G20 okay. meeting. Yeah. And Trump told Fox Business that U.S.-China trade deal was possible, but noted he is, quote, very happy with where we are now. We're taking in a fortune. And frankly, it's not a very good thing for China, but it's a good thing for us. I didn't know we were taking in a fortune. You've been taking in a fortune? Uh, I've been rolling. I, I, I don't know if we're taking in a fortune. That deficit keeps getting higher. Maybe that's what he meant. No, you know what he meant? Bullshit. So... What else? Oil prices soared on Wednesday after traders cheered a massive drop in U.S. supply. And you know what the other good news is why they went up? Uh, Iran war. You got it. Tensions heightened <laughs> after President Trump imposed new sanctions on the country this week. Quote, I hope we don't have a war with Iran, he said. But, quote, it won't last very long. Like Afghanistan. Yeah, or uh, Iraq. Yeah, and Vietnam was pretty quick. No, that was a quick one, too. And you know what this is. Oh, come on now. That ain't even bullshit. That's horse shit. It's Trump shit. <laughs> How could anybody tolerate these kind of statements? How could any respectable person swallow this? Warning, warning, bullshit alert. And he gets away with it. Like they all get away with it. Like Bush got away with it. Clinton got away with it. Obama gets away with it. But anyway, that's what's going on in that area. And then what else do we have over here? Ah, this is important. Build-to-rent housing market explodes as investors rush in. Mm -hmm. So what happened during the Great Recession was that you had home sales down. There were 49% of the foreclosures with distressed properties. Now only 2% are. Mm -hmm. So what happened when you had all those distressed properties, you had these big hedge funds going in and buying up all those homes and then turning them into rental homes. Mm -hmm. Now you don't have that many foreclosures, only 2%. So now what they're doing is they're building homes to rent because they know that all the bigs that got all the dough and nobody else does, the only thing you could afford to do is rent. So people raising families don't want to raise them in an apartment complex. They want to rent them in a house. So now they're building these single-family houses to rent, not to sell. Okay. Well, let's go back to that G20 summit because I have a bunch of questions to ask you. First of all, Japan and China are looking to strengthen their ties at this summit. Now, Japan has been a very strong uh, partner with the United States. China and the United States are at loggerheads, 
But Japan needs China as an economic partner, plus their neighbors, and China's got that huge military. So how's this going to work? Is this G20 conference anything other than PR press releases, or anything important going to happen? Well, there? some things will happen. Here's a headline. Sagging trade flows trigger alarm before G20 meeting. It's trade. It's all about trade. Analysis indicates that total volume of goods moving across borders fell 0.7% in April from March, having dropped by 0.2% in the first three months. The April drop in trade flows was driven by a 2.6% decline in imports to the United States and a 5.3% slump in exports from Asia. So now what's going on, Japan, they do a lot of business with China. Right. There's a slowdown here. Chinese consumers pull back. It's, it's right here. Evidence is piling up that Chinese consumers' spending won't be enough to loan power the country's economy past its trade troubles with the U.S. It's not trade troubles. Here, passenger car sales declined almost 15% in May from a year earlier. That has nothing to do with trade wars. So, yeah, they're going to make a deal. They're going to deal, but, but mostly this is a publicity stunt, these G20 meetings. I've never seen anything really big come out. Right, but from a geopolitical standpoint, Japan and China, that's an important relationship to the United States. China is going to be the number one economy in the world very shortly. As I keep saying, the business of America's war, the business of China is business. China has 1.4 billion people. What do we have? We have less than the 0.4 billion. We have 320 million. Mm -hmm. So it's everybody's going to want to do business with China sell their products there, buy their products from them. It's, so that's where the world is going, and Japan knows that they need them. All right, well, that explains this headline. Mainland Chinese unmoved by Hong Kong protests. Now, they had hundreds of thousands of Hong Kong residents protesting, you know, extradition to China and things like that, but Chinese unmoved. Actually, two million. Two million? Two million, wow. when Hong Kong has about 7.3 million people. Two million of them turned out. Shenzhen is only a 14-minute train ride to Hong Kong. That's the mainland China. 14 minutes, right? So they're, they're literally... They're right next to it. Yeah. You know what the Chinese people care about it? Yeah. They're, they're quoting somebody. Everyone glanced at the video talking about the 2 million people on the street. No one was particularly interested after they got the gist of what was going on, said Stephanie. Some complained it would be inconvenient if they wouldn't go shopping in Hong Kong for a while. <laughs> This is important because you can have all these protests. China's going to take over Hong Kong after the deal wears out of, of the giving them freedom after the British left. And the same thing with Taiwan. Mm -hmm. China's going to take what it wants. Well, this is a related story because the Philippines are another economy in the Southeast China Sea area. And Duarte, the head of the Philippines, says boat sinking by China was a mishap. What was this about? Well, the Philippines say that's their, or that's their property, you know, the, the, the seas, and China's claiming all of it. But Duterte goes back to Japan. They got to do business with China. I told you I was in the Philippines but a few months ago, and you could call it China peens <laughs> because they're buying up the joint. And when I was there, they were having one of their bridge and road initiative meetings over in China. And this was the big news. And Duterte, the prime minister there of uh, the Philippines, he was totally pro-China. So they're, go they're staying with China. They know that the future is better with China than with the United States. And to connect this to what we were talking about yesterday with all the revolutionary fervor on the continent of Africa, whereas the United States is backing, you know, some rebels here and some right-wing uh, militias there, 
China is actively investing in Africa as part of that road, you know, the, the, the bridging road initiative is big. That's what I said. The, the business of China is business. And it's not only in Africa, it's all over the mm -hmm. world. Well, this was a surprising headline. The United Arab Emirates refused to accuse Iran of tanker attacks without proof. What the hell's the matter with them? What do you need proof for? Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction that ties to Al-Qaeda. Little Colin Powell pulled out his colon of crap and told us. Mm -hmm. I, I, got, I was amazed when you read that. I had to look it up twice because the United Arab Emirates, they were just visited by Pompeo who right. went to Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates to keep their alliance going to go after Iran. So something else is going on behind the scene over here. Yeah, that's right. This is not going to be the coalition of the willing that we were able, the U.S. was able to put together for the Iraq invasion. No, no. It's going to be a whole different war. Sticking on the subject, Russia warns U.S. and Israel Iran is its ally and was right to shoot that drone down. Well, again, now they're coming out with the facts and they're showing, and Russia came out with them as well, that the aerial photography shows that the, that drone was over according to what they're putting out. I don't know if it's a lie, but what's coming out, that it was over Iranian territory, and if not, it was very close. And again, could you imagine if an Iranian drone was off the coast of New York or <laughs> San Francisco or Tampa? I mean, come on. You know, they would have blown it up, and then they would have blown the ships up around there, you right. know. So this is, uh, it's a hot spot getting hotter. All right, we're going to stay on Iran with one more because President Trump has said, about the Middle East and Iran war, I don't need exit strategies. Well, he doesn't. And why should he? Bush didn't have one. The first Bush didn't have one. Don't have one for Afghanistan. Don't have one for Iraq. Don't have one for Yemen. Don't have one for Syria. Don't have one for Libya. What are they picking on Trump for? It's just another crazy person running a country near you. <laughs> yeah, we don't believe in exit strategies. We no, just, no. We don't, just like bomb to, or bombs away. Well, we enter and then we'll figure it no, out. Right, exit stage right. <laughs> <laughs> now, big story in Australia. The media there are demanding press freedom law after a raid of a journalist. The police raided the political editor of the Sunday Telegraph, that's Sydney's big newspaper, uh, because they reported a story showing government spying on Australian citizens. Australia's three largest media organizations joined forces demanding legal reforms. Hey, they don't want to be raided by police for putting out good journalism. Well, they're doing it everywhere. I mean, they're raiding every place and they're spying on us. I just read that article yesterday from the NSA where the government voted, both Democrats and Republicans, so they could spy on us more. Here, New York Times admitted sends stories to U.S. government for approval before publication. The New York Times has publicly acknowledged that it sends some of its stories to the U.S. government for approval from, quote, national security officials. And Trump accusing the press of treason is dangerous. The Times communications team said, we described the article to the government before publication. Well, are they fact-checking or are they trying to get approval? They go approval. They said it right here. We described the article to the government before publication. You're not supposed to do that. You don't go to the government and say, is this accurate? You're supposed to do the research and find out if it is. Right. You don't ask the CIA or the NSA to ask you, or the FBI to tell you it's factual. As our story notes, President Trump's own national security officials said there was no concerns. So that they were, they were allowed to say it. And then there's another one, too, of very good interest. Google pulls video accusing it of election manipulation from YouTube, which it owns. And this Project Veritas 
quotes this um, person from um, Google. She, right. She's uh, she's the head of re <laughs> listen to this title head of, of responsible innovation. Oh yes. And she basically was saying is we have to. They, she wants to. She feels that Google should stop Trump from getting reelected. What did they so say? They're do what they can. First of all, she was criticizing Elizabeth Warren, who wants to break Google up, and then um, she basically she said, "quote We're training our algorithms. Uh, like if 2016 happened again, would we have the outcome be different?" Um, in other words. They want a certain result from the election. And again, go back, and it's a fact that guy Schmidt that used to be the head of Google, right. and take out the Schmidt and call him a shit, they went to the Hillary Clinton headquarters in Brooklyn, and it was right there in the news. It was a fact that Google was helping the Clinton administration, and this is the monopoly that's running the country and owning the social media, the Zuckerbergs, the Googles, the Alphabets, the ABCs, XYZs, FUCs, you know what. <laughs> That's what they're doing to us. They are robbing us of our freedom. Grow up and get it unless we stand up and stop it. Well, a few other things that we should ought to stand up and stop. Number one, how about this for a stat? Two-thirds of U.S. college grads regret their education. Those with engineering, this is the positive part of the article. Those with engineering degrees had the fewest regrets, but only 42% of them were satisfied with their education. The debt burden has contributed, the, the average debt of a student today, graduating college, is $33,000. I've heard higher. I've heard up to 38. All right, well, that's, yeah, either saying, way, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of money. This is one of the reasons we have a drop in home ownership. Exactly. You're just talking yeah, about I mean, home ownership. No, you don't yeah. need to be a genius to no. figure this out. Now, it's not just people in their 20s. More than 3 million Americans over 60 years of age are still paying off their student loans. Getting degrees in worthlessness, as I keep saying it. It's a racket. The whole college scam is a racket. We should have interactive universities. There's no need for this kind of stuff anymore. It's a whole new generation, as you keep saying, and we both know, is that the whole education system was designed by the Germans when the Industrial Revolution began to yep. get people off off their farms, off the farms and making the and, make, and making their own products mm -hmm. and, and selling what they were making and then stealing that from them and industrializing it and making them plantation workers in the multinational plantations of Slavelandia. Yep, it's 21st century. We have a 19th century education system, but maybe a little digital interactive view will change that. Let's get to the presidential reality show. Biden reckons with a history of filling jail. The truth is, in 1975, he boasted on the Senate floor every major crime bill that's come out of this Congress, every minor crime bill has had the name of the Democratic senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden. Yep, he goes on to say he must answer for his role in legislation <laughs> that criminal justice experts and his critics say help lay the groundwork for the mass incarceration that has devastated America's black community. Mr. Biden apologized in January. I love this word, apologize. <laughs> I got caught, and now I'm so sorry. Everybody that gets caught comes out with that. That was bullshit. I apologize. You are so sorry for being a scumbag, <laughs> mother... I can't say that. I got to say father effort and mother effort, low-life piece of garbage that I am, Mr. Biden. All right. Um, we are going to start on this. We're going to continue it uh, tomorrow. 
but listen to this stat now. There are commonly prescribed prescription drugs, particularly antidepressants, antipsychotics, and antiepileptic drugs that have now been proven in a study that caused nearly 50% higher incidence of dementia in patients. So they're giving prescription drugs to people that cure one problem and then give them, and then 50% chance of How giving them How dare you dementia. say anything bad about prescription drugs? You can't say anything bad about, we maybe get banned from Facebook or Google for saying that because we would never say anything about anti-vaccinations. I believe it's perfectly fine for a child to come out of the mother's womb and then shoot it up with all of those drugs that are so good for you. Well, let's talk and they keep your brain going, uh, Sean. You want some more info on the adverse drug reaction? These are now prescription drugs prescribed by doctors. The total cost by payoffs. Of, the total cost of looking after patients with adverse reaction to prescription drugs, $40 billion a year. Adverse drug reactions occur in 10 to 20% of all hospital admissions, and that doesn't include adverse drug reactions to people living in nursing homes and other uh, care facilities. And heart disease roars back. The death rate for cardiovascular disease, particularly alarming, is the death rate is rising for middle-aged Americans, with all we know. And let's and you know what's doing it? What? Very simple. Well, what we're eating, mostly. You got it. Here it is. The obesity epidemic and related rise in the prevalence of type 2 diabetes are key culprits in the new wave of cardiovascular disease mortality. And if you subscribe to the Trends Journal by going to TrendsJournal at TrendsJournal.com, you would already know from a ready-to-explode trend that this is happening, and the solution to it is coming up in your next Trends Journal. So subscribe by going to Trends Journal at TrendsJournal.com, read history before it happens, and get solutions to all this crazy health stuff going on. We will be here tomorrow for more Trend Vision 2020.